0: From Rocketium, this is spilling the magic beans. Your marketing funnel can be the provider of all of the data that you need to run powerful ad campaigns. It can tell you whether you are targeting the right people, whether your messaging makes sense for your audience, or if your creatives are appealing. And finally, and most importantly, What is preventing you from getting the oh-so-desired conversion? So as a marketer, knowing exactly how to deconstruct the mountains of data in front of you is crucial. And that's why, in this episode of Spilling the Magic Beans, we cover exactly how to analyze your user journeys. And we do so with Swapnil Srivastava, who's the head of digital marketing at Healthify.me. And we started the conversation by talking about Swapnil's role at Healthify.me.
1: Healthify.me is India's leading health tech company with a vision of healthifying close to 1 billion population in India and across the world. I lead the digital marketing effort, the performance plus the digital brand side of it. For Healthify.me, I have just joined like six months back in December and I love working here.
0: So let's start by talking a little bit at a high level. The, the kind of architecture, I guess you could say your social media and digital marketing architecture of the channels that you approach for your current marketing, right? So what do you use Facebook for? What do you use Twitter for? All of these kind of channels, Instagram, YouTube. If you could just get a, give us a high-level overview of your marketing structure, that'd be great.
1: Marketing team basically can be divided into four parts. One is the performance marketing piece. Second one would be digital brand. Third is uh, social media. And the fourth one would be the creative team. The creative team would involve static as well as video. Now, when it comes to the platform that we use, the performance marketing is majorly driven by three or four type of platform. One is social, which is heavily dominated by Facebook. Second one would be Google. Third one is the affiliate channel. And the fourth one are other smaller channels like uh, Apple Search ad, Snapchat. Then there are like TikTok for international audience and so on. Social media marketing again is heavily dominated by Instagram, Facebook, and uh, YouTube. And then Twitter is also an important part of social media. We have a video team and a static team.
0: Once you've identified these channels that you your marketing team is going to pursue How do you then take the next step of understanding the objectives for each channel? How do you go about prioritizing these objectives for your marketing team?
1: My marketing team or any digital marketing team is just an enabler of the business, whatever is the business objective, the digital marketing campaign structure and strategy has to be in perfect alignment with the business strategy. Let's say the business strategy demands you to drive uh, conversions or purchases then the channel that you'll rely on is performance that's like very basic and then if the business strategy demands uh, like a branding kind of an approach wherein you have to make a lot of people aware then your uh, campaign strategy also has to be in line with that and the campaign objective that Perhaps you will choose on Facebook, let's say, would be awareness, reach and a frequency campaign. On YouTube, probably you will go for top of the funnel campaigns like a video view campaign, skippable, non-skippable, bumper. Let's say the business model itself is lead generation. Then there are out-of-the-box lead generation campaigns available on Facebook, on Google, LinkedIn, which you can leverage and deliver lead for the business. Now, some of the edge cases can be the business demand you to increase followers on Facebook. Even for that, uh, there are digital campaigns available in the market. So these are all the top-level structure. But then one of the important strategies is the creative strategy that drives any business. And I think that's very subtle and subjective. But then eventually, if your creative should speak the language of uh, your business, the language of your brand they should be optimized towards the end objective of your business. For Healthify.me, if it is about healthifying a billion users, then the strategy that we use to convey to our users is that we have already healthified these 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 users and we show real-life uh, Healthify.me users who have actually transformed themselves.
0: Our audiences in particular love talking about how they can optimize their creatives and videos. So can you start by speaking about creatives more in general and how you think about when to use static images versus videos. How do you think about all of that in your in your strategy and approach?
1: The world nowadays is uh, completely video-driven. Majority of our performance campaigns are video. Majority of our brand campaigns are video. Static has its own use cases, at least for the health tech uh, uh, ecosystem. So video is enjoying a larger share of the pie whereas static would be like 10 50 to 20 percent video works really well for performance it works really well for the branding where does static fit in so let's say we have a sale there what we have seen is static do work well there also the video does work but then static also does wonders there so because static what we have seen is that it gets a lot of users at a cheaper cost at a cheaper cpc and cpi but then usually the post-install conversion metrics are not that great for static. But let's say if it is a sale where there are better values for the user, then it gets user at a cheaper quality. And then the conversion rate is also higher because of the sale season.
0: Why do you think that static images lead to a lower quality lead and a lower quality conversion?
1: Think of it from the perspective of a user. He's not that engaged into a static creative with video uh, he's probably seeing a video of let's say 15 to 30 second and he's totally immersed in that video he's with us in our story that we are trying to tell with a static it's kind of superficial where he's just reading a limited number of text he's just seeing a limited number of imagery and then he decides to click on it but whereas a video ad clicker is more immersed so he's kind of already warmed up when he lands into our app against a static user who is just kind of exploring.
0: In your experience, what are the key components and messages that need to be involved in a video to communicate the message that you're looking to to your user?
1: We have tried many types of creative. We have tried a single user testimonial. We have tried multiple user testimonial. We have tried diet plan videos wherein we promote diet plan for specific needs. And within these broader categories, broad three categories, we have tried different variation. For example, for single user testimonial, we have tried promoting, let's say a calorie counter feature versus a coach feature versus exercising weight loss. What we have seen is that what decides the success of a creative is not your end uh, optimization metric. For example, if your end uh, success metric for uh, creative testing, etc. is uh, ROI. We go a step beyond that and we study the full user journey of the users who are coming from that creative. A creative might have a very high ROI, but that does not necessarily mean it's the best of the creative. What we have figured out is that there were few creatives which were yielding a very high ROI, but then they were yielding high ROI because they were getting users at a very cheaper cost. But when you analyze the Long-term behavior of the users, those were not very sticky on our platform. Or the average order value of, let's say, a six-month cohort of those users were not that great. What we do here is we analyze the full journey of the users from click to install to onboarding to lead to conversion, purchase, and eventually ROI. Another interesting thing that we figured out was there were certain creators which was getting us a lot of users with medical condition and medical condition users generally have a higher average order value for us. Now, we took that insight and incorporated that into our creative strategies. We came up with a creative with a mashup of a lot of users who were talking about medical condition. Another insight was, let's say, there was a particular creative which was getting a lot of female users. For us, a female has a higher stickiness than a male user. So we incorporated that uh, into our creative strategies, wherein we ran that uh, female creative for a female cohort of audiences. And similarly, people who are selecting their requirement as, uh, let's say, weight loss or a coaching, those users are also valuable for us.
0: How you build value propositions and how you go about testing which value proposition will work against which audience.
1: Any digital marketing campaign can be broken down into four pieces. You have your campaign objective, which dictates your optimization strategy, the bidding strategy. Then you have the audiences, then you have the placement, and then you have the creative. All these Four, they have to work together like a well-oiled engine. Let's say your campaign objective is to get purchases. You are running ad for a male versus female. And then you further bifurcate your audiences into younger and uh, slightly older audiences. So you have male up to 18 to 25 and 25 and above. You have female 18 to 25 and 25 and above female. Placement can be either Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, whatever you decide. And then the creative strategy for a younger female, you would probably want to portray a younger female. Similarly, for a older female audience, you might want to portray a character who is a mom in her real life. And she has transformed herself. After being a mom, she has transformed herself to her pre-pregnancy shape. Similarly, similarly, for uh, the male audience, there would be audience that is less than 25. For them, you want to portray a younger guy. And for uh, 25 plus year of age, you want to portray someone who is a father of two kids. And uh, probably he wants to healthify himself to become a fit dad. So these are uh, the mix and match that you try. And then you eventually come up with a successful combination of these two. Then you figure out that, hey, 25 plus years of female, when I show them a mom versus some other persona, this persona works really well. Once you identify that winning strategy, and then you also need to identify which platform is skewed towards which audience, it's skewed towards which creative, which creative format. And then probably once you have identified those winning combination of optimization, audience placement, and creative strategy, that's when you form a beautiful story, you get a winner combination, and then you can scale it up from there.
0: Before we end, is there anything else that you'd like to add on?
1: I cannot stop myself from emphasizing on the basics. So when I mentioned that you should study the entire user funnel, the user journey, I really mean it, and that's like a core of our strategy here. We deep dive a lot into the data. Be it even a simple creative testing or complex campaign strategy, we dive like anything into our data and then uh, decide the strategy basis that.
0: We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Spilling the Magic Beans week after week we take you through case studies of the most successful marketing campaigns on the planet and give you tangible frameworks as well as anecdotal experiences that act as valuable lessons if you enjoyed this episode and want more exclusive behind the scenes looks into the top marketing teams in the world make sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform